Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars. So we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to help support you in this awesome profession, but in a healthy way. And today, you are going to get a boatload of information and takeaways and a website resource that is going to make you very happy, especially if you teach beginners. And I do. So this is all about what I need today. Um, This is Sarah Green, who's with us today, apparently also known as Major Cadenza, but maybe there's a story behind that. Um, And she's been a middle school band director for over a decade. And I sought her out because I saw what she had created. And I was using bits and pieces. And next year, we'll be using probably all of it. Um, And I'm like, please come on my podcast and share this with other band directors. And so she graciously said, okay, and has given a little bit of time on a hot summer day to be with us. So Sarah, thank you so much for being here today. Hello. Happy to be here. Yay. Well, uh, before we dig into all the good stuff uh, here, tell, give us a little bit of your background. What made you decide to become a band director? What was, what's up with that? Um, I started band playing saxophone in sixth grade in little town of Sheboygan, Michigan. Um, I only joined band because I had to be better than my brother. Um, my brother played trumpet and he doesn't really play anymore and I get paid to teach kids. So I feel like I won. You won. Ultimately. <laughs> um, that's, I just fell in love with the band room. It was the place where I felt like I belonged. It was, it just felt like home. I got to be myself. I got to be part of this bigger thing and it was just really beautiful and that's what I strive to do for my kids now. So. Everybody out there is raising your hands. You too, right? You all had that <laughs> feeling in the band room and we're trying to to give that back because yeah, the music and all is great, but it was, it was about that community that's built mm-hmm. and to be able to build it with other kids and to teach beginners what that's all about. It's, <laughs> it's just so fun. It's so fun. So um, it's not all fun. It's sometimes a lot of work though. And so <laughs> I found that out uh, the hard way um, this year as beginners, there's, it takes a lot. And, and um, your uh, website became just a fantastic website to look at. And um why why did you create this? Were you just like, I have so much extra time on my hands. Let me just fiddle <laughs> around here and come up with something that will be helpful for other people. Or was it one of those, oh my God, I need to do something now moments? So it started out as a project for my master's degree. I was attending the American Band College and they have these like two big projects you do. One of them they pick and it's not always as exciting. And one of them we get to pick every year. And the one that I picked, like some people were tossing around things that seemed like good proposals. And I was like, I want this to be something that's useful. I'm going to spend so much time on this. I want it to be something that is actually going to help me be a better teacher. And that could be helpful for many years to come. Because I'm a big fan of the mantra, work smarter, not harder. So, yeah, I had to do this project for a grade. But I also wanted it to be something that was really valuable for me and future years and other people, maybe. I, I mean, it's wonderful that it's used by other people, but really it was selfish in the beginning. <laughs> Did you so, get a good grade on it? I was a model project for yeah. two years, actually. <laughs> I am not surprised because there is a, a, it's so cleanly laid out, so easy to use. And you did that intentionally because um, yeah. we're going to talk about that because um, you're going to share uh, three tips that you've really learned through this process and through using this resource and the like. But um, 
the first thing you talked about with me was that you really, in addition to creating it for your assignment, but it was to become more of an at-home resource for your kids. Talk about what yes. how this makes practicing more accessible and stuff. Yeah, so um, the way I use it in its current capacity now is um, I teach, I give the, I have playlists on the YouTube portion of it, like the channel. There's there's two different ways to access boot camp. Um, I have an actual like Wix website, and then it also goes to a YouTube channel. If you go to like, the kids are a little more uh, readily available on YouTube. So I kind of morphed over there. Um, but I give them a playlist of videos to watch, and they watch them at home, and then they come back to school and they kind of have the, the vocabulary and they know a little bit about it. And I know that it was quality instruction because I designed it. I do, it's either me or I had another professional do it for me. Um, and then they come to school and then we do it all together. And so they move a little bit more quickly uh, as far as like putting instruments together and making sounds. And they have a little bit of prior knowledge. Um, but then also when they get home and they realize that they weren't paying that close of attention, they can't remember which pinky keys they're supposed to touch and which ones they're not supposed to touch. And what, what do I do with the read? It's just, you know, they have a band director on their shoulder. So it's, I find it really helpful that kids have a resource that they can practice with at home too. It's, it's a great way to just get them started. Cause as we all know, when you have a heterogeneous class where you have all the things in the classroom, um, there's a lot of energy and excitement, but it's difficult to manage and to keep every, all those plates spinning at the same time. So if they don't necessarily get every detail that you wanted them to, they, they have access to it at home. Yeah, you know, and kids being absent and all those things, you've just, yeah. you know, it, it solves so many problems. So even if they miss your day of instruction, maybe they watch the video twice or maybe right, they go exactly. home and they don't remember how to disassemble or to how to, yeah, they put it together and they don't remember how to take it apart properly or put it exactly. in the case. No panicking because instead of cramming it in there and causing damage, they can quickly. Exactly. I bet you've saved a or, lot of money in repairs. Oh, yeah. Or just even like maybe you ran out of time to teach them how to clean the instrument. And you're like, God, just go watch the video. It's not hard to run a swap through, but like it's three minutes on a video as opposed to a half hour in class to teach everybody all the things. Yes. And let's be real. One, one day with a clarinet that didn't get swabbed out when they only played it for four seconds, it's probably okay anyway, but it's great for them to have that skill at home too. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, let's talk about another part of your, um, of your website called sound one Oh one. Tell us about that. <laughs> Yeah, so on the website, there's like four different types of videos. The first one's like how to clean, how to put it together and how to hold it. And then Sound 101 is like literally how to create the first few sounds. I think I did like the first five notes on it. Um, I made like a physical handout for some of my students that I, it's printed, it's attractive, it's in color, and it's got pictures and everything, diagrams, and then there's links, there's QR codes to boot camp as well. Um, I print that off and put it in all of their binders in the fall so that when they go, I can't remember how to buzz. I don't know what to do with my face. Where do my teeth go? It's all, it's step-by-step, step, all of the things, all of the, how to create sound. Um, that's currently not on the website, but I will make sure that it gets there before <laughs> the start of the school year. So if you're listening to this now, I promise it'll be available. Um, those are just really, really helpful. Sometimes just having a step-by-step, step, do this, do this, do this, do this. It helps them troubleshoot again for when they were just maybe a little flighty in class or a little distracted or just really excited and it didn't absorb all the stuff. Having it at home just it tends to be really helpful. 
Oh, for sure. I can see lots of lots of reasons this is good. And as a parent, they might not all have the ability to, to have, maybe yeah. they didn't have background, but they could look at that and help their child then. So, right. yeah, because a lot of parents, I don't know, I just don't know how to help my kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. But did you, so you, have you ever taught without having this available or created? Um, or yeah. Did, when well, did you get your master's? For the... Um, I've been teaching for about four or five years when I started my master's. So, and when I, when I first started teaching, I was in a heterogeneous situation where all the kids were mixed in and then we ended up splitting the classes, but it's still difficult. Even like the way I currently have it set up, we have flute, clarinet and saxophone are the only instruments we teach for woodwinds in the beginning. And that's still a lot. Like I could spend a good solid hour with a beginning clair, a group of clarinetists of just like how to hold it and make sound and put it together and take it apart. Like that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And I only personally see my kids twice a week for 45 minutes. You throw in the flutes and the saxophones in there and it, it takes a long time to get started if you don't have resources so that the kids can rehearse this stuff outside of class. Oh, when you say, especially when you don't get to see them on a daily basis, that makes those yeah. videos critical. Small chunks yeah. that they can do, they can rewatch, yeah. they can, yeah, gosh, brilliant, brilliant that you did this. And I bet you can now see the difference of before you had had that available. Oh my gosh, it makes it so much easier. It's just, it, I do the same thing every year. That's why I really worked to make this a resource that was going to be useful for many years to come so that I could just keep using that, like work hard on one thing and do it really, really well. And then you just have to tweak it a little bit each year. Yeah. It's an investment. It's like learning our mm-hmm. fundamental scales and all the things we had to uh-huh. learn. And then everything 100%. else is so much easier and more fun. Right. What a concept. Or to be an artist when you're chasing notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, before we get to our final question, I want to invite all of our listeners to take a minute and think about how you can put some of these practices we've been talking about on our Band Director Bootcamp podcasts into practice in your own life. Welcome, Band Director Bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tune systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. All right, we are back with Sarah Green, and she's already been talking to us about some of the resources that she's put on her site, um, website that is called bandbootcamp.wixsite.com. Is that how we would say it? 
like something I mean, like that. When I, when I, yeah, when I, when it comes up for me, it's got that Wix, W-I-X-S-I-T-E in there. Uh, yes. And that's how I've, I've learned to use it. But um, so she's talked about a couple of the components of that. And you can dig in way deeper on the website and check that out. But she, I, the third thing she's going to talk to us about is even if you, maybe you're not a beginning band teacher, maybe you teach something different and you're like, I don't need that particular resource. But how could you do the same kind of thing for yourself and invest in that? So give us your advice on the whole organization and being flexible. Sure. I mean, uh, it's all about just having an organizational system. And in the day of technology, I think when so many of us were thrust into online teaching, we had to find new and creative ways to do things, right? Um, I I dove into Google Drive because that's what my school district used, and that's what several of the school districts I've used in the past couple of years have, have utilized. And I keep it organized. I've got folders. I've got everything in there, anything from, like, my syllabus to practice logs to just, like, things that you're studying, resources that you create. They're all in a spot so that when you've decided, oh, well, this worked about this one, I want to pull it up, I want to tweak it a little bit, I make a copy of it, and I change it a little bit for next year. My syllabus, it's the same every year. I change the year and the concert dates. But other than that, I just read through it. I'm like, well, is this all applicable? Okay, I don't need to ban PPE on there anymore. Like, okay, we'll take that off. Like, But it's work smarter, not harder. Don't burn yourself out trying to reinvent the wheel every year. Do a good job on something one time and change it a little bit next year. And in the same sense, you don't, you can't, if, especially if you're a first year teacher, you can't be perfect about everything. Pick a few things right in the beginning that you're going to do really, really well, and then steal some things from other people. Steal Find lots. some resources that work, but, but don't try to be perfect about everything in your first year teaching. You'll burn out that way. Uh, find some things, compile some resources, figure out what works for you and keep it in a spot, whether it's a hard metal filing cabinet that you have a drawer that you pull out and I make copies of these every August. Okay, that's fine. Or maybe it's just something that you print and you have got a fifth grade binders folder in your Google Drive and you just pull out these things and okay, here's the trombone thing. And then I run it through the Xerox machine. It's simple, systematic things that can make your life more efficient so that you don't have to spend as much time at school because your life outside of school is also important. Right. And if it's not organized, even if it's an electronic organization system, if you can't find stuff, you're wasting valuable time. When I taught high school band before it was, well, when I taught high school band, my desk was always a hot mess and you know i'll file it later and stuff and and my husband would get so frustrated with me he's an engineer so you can imagine when he looked at my hard drive for someone i'd have him try to fix it where's everything <laughs> so um again i think the pandemic was a big big forced me how to learn to do this because when i started teaching we didn't have any of this you know we went down and we copied things and you know on hard paper and if you lost the, the master copy you, you were screwed so you know <laughs> The disorganization, anyway, being disorganized can can be a problem if you're not conscious of doing this and investing the time and investing in a process that works. Like you said, you use the Google systems uh, out there, all those things. Great. It doesn't matter what system you use as long as you have a plan, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's there's so many things that you hear are so important to do, but if you don't have a plan, then plan to fail. Yeah. Because you, you don't want to be scrambling for stuff. 
Right. Ask for help. If you need to talk to a veteran teacher or somebody who's been doing it, even for a couple of years, to talk to them about what works and what doesn't. Like, it's okay to not know something. Ask for help. And that's the best part of, I think, the band director community and going to conferences, because everybody in this community just tends to really want to reach out and help. Um, the whole reason I do this podcast is because I'm, you know, in the 35th, just finished my 35th year, so I probably won't be teaching for another 35. Um, but you know, I want to see other people coming up, having the stamina to do it for a long time. And the things that you've just brought to the table today will relieve a lot of the stress and pressure and demands of their time and effort and brain power so they can put it on other things. Yeah. So I really appreciate the thoughtfulness you've put into your stuff and made available to other people so generously. So thank you, Sarah Green, for being our guest today and for joining us on this edition of Band Director Bootcamp. And thank you to all you listeners who are making a difference every day in kids' lives through the magic of music education. The work you do matters, and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to make your life a little easier. 